Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the Little Bro Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the, oh shit, the lackadaisical <laughs> Little Bro Cube Regalus. God damn it. Professionals would restart. This show is one in which I discuss all the media I have consumed for the reason that I'm working under the theory, the working theory, you might say, that uh, if you just let that that data sit in your mind, it's taking up space. And, you know, it's not an infinite amount of space. Or is it? Says someone who does drugs, probably. Like like mushrooms of the magical. We're not talking portobellos here, maybe. Oh, God. Uh, I'm just going to get through this because, you know, that's what life is. Monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Deer. I'm gonna see if I could do something here. Better, worse, test, test. Yeah, that's fine. Movie the first, The Block Island Sound. Oh, that's a weird title for a weird movie. Something Lurks. I like it. You had me at Something Lurks off the coast of Block Island, which. The Bisses and I uh, googled to verify is an actual island, uh, silently influencing the behavior of fisherman Tom Lynch. After suffering a series of violent outbursts, he unknowingly puts his family in not just danger, but a grave danger. Uh, yeah, so uh, let me throw two weird. Do I have them both in this? No, that didn't happen. Um, the missus and I were going to watch the movie Fire in the Sky from, I think it's like 93, um, but it wasn't available anywhere. So, uh, you know, I, I'm working on finding it, but, uh, in the interim we said, uh, okay, well this, this movie sounds interesting, uh, without having any idea that spoilers, I should warn at the top of every show, even though I sometimes I forget, which I think I did here that I might spoil things. Um... So, you know, this is your spoiler warning for the episode at minute 3.15. Okay? Life's nice long pauses for you here. For the for spoilers of warnings is... Uh, aliens. Alien abduction. Which is, I suppose, also a spoiler warning for... Well, Fire in the Sky. It's right on the fucking cover of the... Uh, it was famously a, a alien abduction movie, right? Uh, so, this one also seemingly is what it is you know what's funny though uh despite this um you know 90 some odd percent sure being an alien type uh goings on movie uh it did definitely like i i, I was guessing early on which uh, you know i like when i guess wrong 
uh, because it means I, I'm not sure what's happening in a movie, which I always appreciate uh, uh, being surprised by a movie. Not, not, not knowing what's going on because it's confusing, not knowing what's going on because uh, it's surprising. Yeah, different not knowings. Uh, anyways, uh, I, I was convinced for a, a nice chunk of this movie that the uh, the goings-ons uh, was Cthulhu. <laughs> Just because it was like uh, coming from like under the ocean, it seemed like. And the sound it made is like 100% Cthulhu. E- even though it ended up, uh, we're pretty sure, I guess, being aliens. Definitely a Cthulhu vibe, 100%. So this guy, uh, he's getting like, I guess... Or is it Cthulhu? Do we ever find out? Uh, Jesus, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, He's getting like psychic instructions, I guess, from this thing that periodically, uh, basically he just sort of blanks out and then sort of wakes up, not not having known what he does, what he's done. Uh, And and seemingly uh, we learn eventually that he's like going out to this sort of specific spot in the ocean and bringing meat uh, deer, for example, uh, um, like all sorts of things up to and including uh, other humans, which, uh, you know, not great. Rating wise, Black Island Sound. I enjoyed it. I think I'd go like a solid four. Yeah. Uh, horror, sci-fi, thriller, it says here. That seems fairly accurate. Oh, sci-fi, I guess that sort of means. The aforementioned aliens. Moving on to the fundamentals of caring. Ah, oh, from 2016. A man suffering a family loss enrolls in a class about caregiving that changes his perspective on life. Starring Mr. Paul Rudd. Yes. Fucking yes. I don't want to say Paul Rudd can do no wrong, but he's just so watchable. So delightfully Paul Ruddish that uh, uh, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything where I haven't thoroughly enjoyed his performance. This included... It's definitely got that uh, sort of dark comedy vibe. In fact, uh, looking at the IMDA here, it says comedy, drama, which when you combine them is a dark comedy. Uh, <laughs> rating wise, I think I go like a solid five. Yeah, like this is a definite uh, uh, my kind of Sunday relaxed movie. We've also got uh, what the hell is that girl's name? I don't know. Selena Gomez. She was good. A couple familiar faces in some of the other roles. Um, the main dude, what's his name? Craig Roberts, is that who it is? Yeah, I've seen him in a few things now. Uh, and I think he's falling into that category of uh, uh, actors I've seen in things where I, I've thoroughly enjoyed every performance. So uh, looking forward to see what Craig Roberts does in the future. Uh, uh, if he's still this young man here and, and doing so good, you know, good on him. Good on you, Craiger, as I'm sure your friends call you. Moving on to oh, uh, Jack Snyder's. Jack Snyder's. <laughs> Zack Snyder's. Oh, boy. Zack Snyder's Justice League from 2021. Oh, this thing that everyone's talking about. Zack Snyder's definitive director's cut of Justice League determined to ensure Superman's uh, ultimate sacrifice was not in vain. Mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne aligns forces with Diana Prince, aka Wonder Woman, uh, with plans to recruit a team of metahumans to protect the world from an approaching threat of catastrophic proportions. Catastrophic proportions is a good band name. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, Runtime of four hours and two minutes. Four hours and two minutes. And I gotta say, 
I didn't mind. It friggin' flew by. Uh, this is definitely better. Uh, I, I, I think objectively better. One just sort of caveat I want to put, though, is I saw... You know what? When did Justice League come out? Let me just Google it. Justice... Like the non. So 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. Uh, yeah, so like f three, four-ish years ago, I saw Justice League in theaters with the misses, which was, you know, fun, but uh, not uh, potentially conducive to remembering exactly what happened <laughs> in the movie. Uh, both the time and the, the circumstances. It was one of those, uh, the, I think the first time, first and only time probably, uh, going to one of those theaters where like, it's got like the comfy seats and you can like, uh, recline like really nice, like sort of couch like, uh, um, and I think we had some like not good food, but you know, good movie theater food. So, you know, take all that with a grain of salt of my, uh, saying that I can't quite remember what, like, obviously the, uh, two hours have been added to the film. <laughs> almost exactly two hours and two minutes i guess um so i i don't exactly remember what is different what's like there's parts i definitely recognized and like oh yeah i've seen this and then parts i didn't obviously there must be but uh telling the difference between the two sometimes got a little blurry so it almost made me want to re-watch the uh, uh the og justice league just to see what the differences are uh, rating wise, still only going to go four. Uh, yeah, these are, these are, it's a fine action movie. Uh, it, it, it does what I think it set out, set out to do. Oh boy. Ow. Um, but you know, it doesn't uh, blow me away like some others have. It's good. One thing I will say, and I think this is probably praise that has been uh, said already of this, which, you know, everything's been said already when you really boil it down. But uh, 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 Cyborg in this definitely, definitely gets a much better uh, sort of story arc. Uh, in, in fact, a lot of, uh, I bet a lot of the two hours is sort of devoted to fleshing out that character, which I like because he's a, it's a cool character. It's a, it's sort of a, a he, he can do cool things. He's, he's got, you know, uh, cool stuff about him. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, a tease for Martian Manhunter. I don't remember that being in the first one. Maybe it was. <laughs> Anyways, just some cool stuff. And, uh, you know, Gal Gadot bumps it up. <laughs> she, she gets a mark to her own. Friggin' love Gal. Love Gal. Moving on to uh, last but least. Last but least. Beneath. From 2013. Six high school seniors, oh, you know this is a horror movie, uh, in the middle of a lake find themselves trapped on a rowboat due to a man-eating fish. A man-eating fish. Is the fish magic? As some scenes indicate, it is. Uh, bad. Bad. Uh, okay, so, I can't give this a one, and here's why. Uh, ones I reserved for uh, have to turn off because just can't continue on. Now, wanted to do that. Probably would have. But the missus and I were already on our second or third movie of having started and then realizing it was garbage and then turning off. So uh, eventually we just reached a point like, ah, fuck it, we'll just watch this. And it, it is time I wish I could get back and watch anything else. It is not good. So you know what? Fuck it. I'm giving it a one. I can do what I want. 
yeah um story bad acting bad reactions to uh, 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 the, the events bad which is always one of my sort of worst things of a movie when the reactions of the people in the movie are so ridiculous that it really takes me out um <laughs> the filming <laughs> like there was so many scenes where it was just like people's heads in the way of other people talking um because they were on the on a boat you could tell that occasionally um they would just sort of film from like below uh, uh like looking up at the actors um like on land because it wouldn't be bobbing and then sometimes it would be bobbing because they're on in this like little dinghy uh, yeah, it's just really, really bad. Um, didn't make sense. The fish looked pretty horrible. Yeah, they, uh, they didn't go CG. They went, uh, uh, maybe there was some CG, but for the most part, it looked like, um, if you ever see a picture of Jaws, uh, when it's, uh, not looking, uh, like when you could see all the animatronics and shit like that. Yeah, it's just beneath from 2013, not a good movie. One uh uh oh yeah there was uh Mackenzie Rosman yeah I guess that's the girl we recognize uh we did recognize one of the actresses from uh Seventh Heaven which was a show my mom used to watch and I used to make fun of her I used to always call it the God Show so you know that's fun I suppose oh god Television talk. Today's Sullivan Talk sponsor is Stuff. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, got a, a, a show that I uh, sort of stumbled upon, a pleasant surprise called Hardy Bucks, available for your viewing pleasure on uh, Netflix, Canadian Netflix. I should specify just in case. Hardy Bucks is an Irish media series don't know what that means filmed in mockumentary style yes i do know what that means and following the fictional fictional exploits of a group of young irishmen living in a small town ireland yes okay so i could say one thing that will clear this show up for you very much it is irish trailer park boys period end of review yeah <laughs> up to uh and including there's a guy who never wears a shirt uh with a, a a big tummy uh a la randy bobandy so you know is it good yes because trailer parks boys is good and funny and then you add that uh, uh, uh irish twist to it uh just just a a whole cast of uh, really strange and funny uh, uh, characters thrown together into the small town. Uh, and I like small town stuff too, like, you know, your letter Kennys, your trailer park boys, because I grew up in a small town, small town, small town, small town, small town, uh, uh, all rolled together into 32 episodes, which is somehow four seasons, 12 episodes, 12 webisodes. Oh, I wonder if the webisodes are, if I watch those, did they put the webisodes on Netflix? I would presume they did. Oh my god, uh, I'm just reading. Uh, <laughs> I have the Wikipedia open, which uh, I, I normally just look at for the uh, dates and uh, such, should I need it. But uh, the word Trailer Park Boys just caught my eye. The program has been c compared to Trailer Park Boys, a Canadian mockumentary. Oh yeah, by me, 
a second ago. How did they get my information on Wikipedia so quickly? Well, you know what? I think I better start up talking about Hardy Bucks other than to give it a rating. Uh, jeez. Do I go four, three and change? Somewhere in the neighborhood of those two things I just said. Conan, the librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Book banter. Today's book banter sponsor is Kalak Pyramid Construction Limited. Thank you for that sponsorship. All right, uh, we're reading a, and I think I teased this last time, even though I'm reading books very, very slow uh, compared to uh, how I used to pre-pandemic. Uh, 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 my first, my first ever Dark Sun novel, which uh, if you're unfamiliar with Dark Sun, uh, it is a, uh, I guess you would say a D&D setting. Uh, but specifically a post-apocalyptic setting, which is very, very cool. So, you know, picture your Forgotten Realms, your your typical fantasy settings, and then put it uh, in the far, far future where shit has gone fucking pretty horrible. Post-apocalypse. Um, which uh, is a... <laughs> My brain. Uh, uh, if you've listened to a, a, enough of these episodes, you will know that post-apocalypse things always sort of, uh, very, very much up my alley, uh, um, fantasy things very much up my alley. However, I will say, um, after my first book, The Verdant Passage, Passage, which is, um, book number one of the Prism Pentad, P-E-N-T-A-D, by Troy Denning. Uh, it didn't knock my socks off necessarily. Uh, let me just get rating out of the way right away. Like I'll go three, uh, three enjoyed while reading, but probably wouldn't read again. And, and I'll, and the only real reason that I think I'm giving it that low, because I did like a lot about it is there was not a lot, but enough to lower my rating. You know, let's say that of like a political kind of intrigue stuff, which, uh, it's just the, the, the very whip of it always sort of, if I, I have trouble, you know, forcing my way through it. I have no interest in it. So, sadly, there was some of that. Not a lot, but enough. Uh, uh, let me read the Goodreads and see what it says. Uh, Kalak, an immortal sorcerer king whose evil magic has reduced the majestic city of Tyr to a desolate place of dust, blood, and fear. His thousand-year reign of death is about to end. Banding together, ooh, I like that, uh, to spark a revolution are a maverick statesman. Oh, uh, yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. A winsome half-elf slave girl. Mm, was she winsome? I don't remember her being that winsome. <laughs> and a man, dwarf, gladiator, bred for the arenas. Yeah, uh, so that's, that's uh, uh, you know, if you play enough D&D, you've heard of half-elves, uh, uh, half-orcs. But you never really hear of half dwarfs, uh, which uh, they call moles in here, M-U-L, um, which apparently they get big and they get strong, which, uh, you know, makes sense. You get this, the, the, the stockiness and strength and constitution of a dwarf built with a, a, a sizable human and... Uh, you know, you're going to get a, a something bred for the arenas, apparently. Uh, but, sorry, back to the good reads, but 
If the people are to be freed, a the mismatched trio of steadfast rebels must look into the face of terror and choose between love and life. What? I don't remember that part. The, the choice between love and life. Uh, yeah, so this evil sorcerer king, as you do, he didn't seem that evil. Uh, I mean, we didn't really know what he was up to. Other than he wanted to turn himself into a dragon. And I've done some, you know, watched a bunch of videos and, and, and done some delving into the world of Dark Sun just from a lore perspective. And uh, I, I think uh, dragons are not really a thing necessarily in uh, Dark Sun in, in this world. Um, but it's rather sort of wizards who use, you know, very advanced spells to turn themselves into dragons. Uh, um, dragon wizards, that sort of thing. The, uh, the other thing about this is uh, magic is not as plentiful. Uh, and also uh, psionics are a big thing. So uh, 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 mind powers uh, and stuff like that. So you've got, uh, you know, big strong people, as you have in all of them. You got magic, as you have in all of them. But then you had the addition of uh, psionic powers, which uh, uh, adds some cool wrinkles. Sometimes it's hard to tell the like i guess they're coming from different places but uh, separating the two i think maybe you could do a better job of having different having differences like they are different yeah but sometimes the uh, uh, effects on the world i guess you could say are similar enough that it's hard to tell like using your psionics to charm a person or using the spell charm person you know, why is it different? What What's different about it? I'd like to delve more into that sort of thing. Uh, Rating-wise, I already gave. Uh, I'm a little bit into the second book, and uh, I'm already liking it more. Um, it uh, sort of takes off where this one ended, obviously, because it's a trilogy. But uh, it's interesting in that, uh, I'll give a bit of a spoiler, uh, uh, Kalak, the Sorcerer King, was killed in the first book. I kind of wasn't expecting that. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, if anything, that adds some, some cool interest to the second book, because normally in a trilogy, you know, you got you start the, start the novels with the big bad and, uh, it's going to be in the final book where he gets his comeuppance, but here was at the end of the first book, which I thought was kind of cool because you know what it does. Uh, and this is, I mentioned this in the movie thing. It means I don't really know what's going to happen. I, I don't know where it's headed, which, uh, which I enjoy muchly pushing other book. Oh pushing other book me dumb <laughs> Charlie, Charlie bit me. Ah. internet intercourse i like turtles today's internet intercourse sponsor is precious plum thank you for that sponsorship Item the first, David Mitchell's Soapbox, which was a web series from years ago that I uh, stumbled upon in my uh, internet travels. There's uh, uh, four series, -es -es -es. Uh, each we got 24, 20, and 22. Uh, they're all like, uh, you know, two to three minute videos, um, but you jam them all together and you got yourself a nice chunk of entertainment there because they are fun, funny, and well written yes yes very much so uh especially you watch that first episode and you could just see the sort of uh time and thought that went into these things 
I like, you know, uh, improv. I, I feel like that's the be all and end all these days. But uh, sitting down and, and writing out a, 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 a two, three minute video uh, and having it just really delve deep into a subject and uh, get your. Uh, get into the mind of david mitchell as it were uh, it's just a goddamn delight uh, i love him uh, just sort of in general but uh this is sort of peak david mitchell i feel like him uh complaining about things from a humorous perspective is uh probably what he does best if, if i had to guess uh and does anyone do it better i don't know he's top top three for sure i was gonna say top five you know what bumping him up to top three uh david mitchell soapbox on youtube uh, let me just give you some of uh, examples of what he's talking about. Let's see, we've got, there's a mouse in my house. Giving flowers. Yeah, how does he complain about giving flowers? You're going to have to go watch out. Uh, allegiance to the Welsh. Mm-hmm. Declining respect for the elderly. Beer advertising. <laughs> Standards of spelling. The phrase rape and pillage. <laughs> Uh, I, I think he did it every season too. There's a little quiz that, uh, you could have, should you have been alive at the time and watching these participated in, uh, just a delight. And I recommend because that's what happens in the internet intercourse segment. Speaking of recommending things, actually, that is a good segue. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be a dub segue, but it's a good one. Uh, on the recommend, on the recommendation of Mr. Paul F. Tompkins, uh, I started listening to a podcast, uh, Jeez, a while back, months anyways. It's probably somewhere near the start of quarantine. Um, called BigSoftTitty.png, which, you know, that is the name of a podcast. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I've been listening to that for a while now. Uh, I've spoken of it uh, highly on this podcast, I am quite sure. Uh, it's a uh, Australian couple, you know, sitting down, talking about fucking crazy shit, talking about boring shit, just podcasting. Huh? Uh, and uh, they're insane and I love them so uh, recently they had on guests you guessed it Paul F. Tompkins that's crazy yeah uh, it sounded like they sort of had met back at like a Just for Laughs maybe back in the day and uh, Paul's recommendation clearly genuine it's almost felt like I don't know if he asked to be on the show uh, but it, it almost kind of felt like his desire to be there was strong, which from a podcast guest is really just what you want. And, uh, he, he is, uh, and I've, I know I've said this before, uh, podcast royalty. And I think for the reason that he's just an amazing guest, he could go on any podcast about any subject with any format. And I feel like, uh, it, it would up the, the podcast in question, just many fold. He's that good. So that combined with the fact of uh, having him on this one, uh, one in which he clearly had enjoyment and desire to be on, was just uh, so good. Six out of ten. Uh, six out of ten. <laughs> six out of five. I don't rate things normally in the internet intercourse segment, but this one deserves it. Uh, moving on to last but not least. Oh, another really good one. Yeah, uh, another good uh, uh, podcast. Uh, if I Were You, uh, with host uh, Jake Andamir, uh, which I've listened to since uh, just about the very beginning. 
I'm pretty sure, uh, and, and continue to do so. And uh, like Big Soft Titty have spoken of highly on this podcast, they had on guest Josh Rubin, uh, which you may remember Josh from uh, back in the old college humor days. Uh, he, he was one of the best, uh, uh, maybe the best, just coming up with crazy characters. In fact, uh, I do remember, oh shit, what was it called? I can't remember the name of it, but there was one uh, show on college humor starring him where basically uh, they, a makeup artist or maybe a series of different makeup artists would uh, come in and every episode just sort of do them up to look like these crazy characters. And he would like seemingly, and this is not easy, but he made it look easy, uh, seemingly so easily just sort of switch into these characters created. Like he wouldn't know what they would be. That was the cool part. Like they wouldn't give him a mirror to see what the makeup artist was uh, making him look like. And then as soon as he saw himself in the mirror, you could just see the wheels start fucking turning. And it was a, it was a crazy transformation of him just falling into these characters. So, uh, uh seamlessly, uh, really, really incredible. Uh, some of the character work he can do. And also as evidenced on this episode of, if I were you just super, super funny and, uh, uh lively and, uh, added a lot, had, uh, uh Jake and Amir, uh, like, I don't know if I've ever heard Amir laugh so much in an episode. Uh, it was just a delight. And one sort of cool uh, uh, thing that came up from the course of this talk was uh, 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 Josh floated the idea that someone should, and I very much agreed with it, make like a, uh, a documentary about the early days of com college humor and, and all the sort of crazy stuff that went on there. I would definitely watch it. So, you know, if that happens, that'd be good. Oh shit! Uh, wait a second. Oh, who, who put this here? Oh, it looks like someone put a little cleanup conversation here. Isn't that interesting? Sponsored by Settling. Thank you for that sponsorship. Yeah, I haven't had a uh, cleanup conversation in a wee bit, but uh, with, from my perspective, uh, I'll give you a little behind-the-scenes action, having just uh, completed my uh, core-anniversary... Uh, one year in quarantine, uh, uh, I decided to maybe talk about that a little bit. <laughs> I made a little uh, little thing that I uh, posted in various places. It says, happy core anniversary. Happy, of course, in quotes. Because, you know, is it? And then, uh, also in quotes, celebrated. That's in quotes. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see it. This is an audio medium. Celebrated any time in March because time is like the chant from the 1979 Bill Murray film Meatballs, and that, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Uh, and that's sort of uh, how I'm feeling um, about time lately, where everything has sort of uh, melded together pretty good. Um, just from the perspective of someone who uh, works from home and... Since March, you know, 15th is, is where I'm starting to uh, couch this anniversary from, uh, has barely left the house. Like, uh, uh, the number of times has been few and far between, like, maybe once or, uh, not once total, but I'm trying to think how often, like, so 12 months, maybe 10 times, 
something to that and never in like crowded places and like I'm, I'm i'm freakishly careful about it well not freakishly careful uh, <laughs> at least i wouldn't say freakishly careful probably some people would uh and i and i've sort of reached a point where i've uh, very much come to terms with it uh, i i have said i think when this started and i spoke about my quarantine uh, journal that i was kept for the beginning of it which you know what i should have done is uh, got that and maybe read some of the you know what i'll tell you what uh year two of core anniversary maybe we'll uh, look back at that uh, original journal uh where i was just sort of talking about my thoughts and feelings and and, and things that were happening which you know what I, I i think in you know a decade to come assuming the world is still here and we're all alive uh <laughs> that'll be a fun thing to look back on or if not a fun thing an interesting thing uh yeah anyways as i was saying uh, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate, uh, in many regards, especially with this stuff going on and that I don't have kids. I have a job where I can work from home, uh, uh, uh things delivered as I need them. I never really want for anything. And, uh, I'm just very, very lucky. So this whole situation has not hit me. Uh, um, as hard as most, I would say, I, I was going to say as hard as others, I would say as hard as most, uh, uh, the missus, eh, she, she does fine as well. <laughs> um, she's taken a, she took it a little bit harder from time to time, just for the reason that, uh, I remember earlier on, uh, you know, month one, maybe month two, uh, uh where I was saying, you know what, this is going to be a long thing. And she's like, no, it's going to be over soon. I, I can't think like that or else I'll go crazy. Um, uh, which, you know, maybe at the time helped her, but now that it's been a year and doesn't seem to be lighting up anytime soon, um, necessarily, uh, you know, that's going to hit you harder, that, that, that disappointment. So I went into it <laughs> thinking, uh, worse and now I feel better <laughs> yeah okay but there's a logic to that somewhere hidden I'm sure uh, okay so let's uh, which I think I did in uh, uh, that early uh, quarantine talk I think I did maybe make some predictions uh, which I'm pretty sure I'm pretty accurate so far like I think I said a couple of years uh, in, in that one uh, okay so now I'm gonna revise what I think happens next Okay, so people start to get vaccinated, yes, but um, because it's going to be more like the flu that comes back every year, unless, you know, the entire globe can be vaccinated, which I don't think will happen in my lifetime, uh, uh, unless there's some sort of alien intervention, which, you know, with the... Uh, <laughs> with the pentagon uh, uh releasing their uh, uh ufo docs maybe that'll happen hey that's that's i have my finger crossed for that now that aliens exist and they'll come fucking help our useless asses that's that's the level of <laughs> hope i have for the human species anyways uh things can't go back to normal a hundred percent i don't think anyone would dis disagree with that however the level of normalcy I think we can return to is going to be less than I think probably most people hope. So that's kind of sad. Uh, and you know what, this is a prediction from someone who has no training in any of this, just, uh, tries to pay attention to science and, and, and gets perspectives from many different sources. That's all this is. And, you know, grains of salt, the size of mountains, let's say. Uh, uh, so five years from now, where will we be? Um, 
hopefully in a situation where uh, the ability to stay at home is less onerous. Hopefully there are things in place that make working, living, and generally not gathering in large spaces less of an issue. Things like VR, uh, augmented reality, and, and, and things like that. I feel like if they sort of step in uh, and help with that, I, I, I think... Uh, uh, the, the other thing that I'm hoping is uh, twofold. Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, universal pay uh, and also uh, universal health care. Just health care for all, regardless, as well as uh, universal, uh, what is it called? Oh, not universal pay, base salary, where everyone sort of like just gets a salary because the 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 gap between rich and poor is such that that cannot be sustained as it as it grows and um, probably rising up and uh, eating the rich yeah that sounds good folks we did it we did it it's nice to be nice to the nice this is the end of the show a sincere thank you for listening time to plug some things and i do not mean but you can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Nah, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper